Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Gemma Serenity, your host, and today we are welcoming Sally Wagner. She is a multiple number one international best-selling author, sought-after speaker, what's next strategist, and life alchemist. She holds the High Frequency Mindset podcast and the Reboot Your Thinking radio show. As a life alchemist, Sally's powerful transformational tools include emotional freedom techniques, evolved NLP, neurolinguistic programming, and trauma-aware modalities to launch clients into action for rapid, concrete results. Clients reclaim the power of conscious choice in their lives and discover and live the life that makes them come alive. Sally is also a lawyer, a real estate broker. She spent the majority of her law career in the corporate world. In addition to her other business initiatives, she currently provides broker and contract compliance services to real estate brokerages. She also owns and operates a real estate school. A native of North Carolina and longtime resident of Kansas City, Missouri, Sally currently headquarters in the Tampa Bay area in Florida, USA. Welcome, Sally. Thank you very much for being here today. That's truly amazing. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure and an honor. Thank you for inviting me. My first question, Sally, can you please walk us through your life story in a five, ten minutes so that we understand what kind of abuse you have overcome and how it how it shaped who you have become today. Absolutely. So as a child, uh, I was sexually abused by an older child in the neighborhood. And my family was very poor. We lived in a very poor neighborhood. And uh, my mother wouldn't allow me to play with a lot of the other children. This was one child that I was allowed to play with. And so in addition to the, the shame and the secrecy that typically accompanies abuse, um, because I grew up in a, a very conservative Southern Baptist uh, r religious family. Um, there was that, oh my gosh, this is my only friend. And if, if I say something, uh, I won't have any friends. <laughs> and so there was that, that double uh, stigma and push to secrecy. And I hid it so well, I hid it from myself. Uh, in my conscious awareness, as we do sometimes with uh, very traumatic memories. And yet my body carried that memory. And, uh, you know, kind of fast forward to uh, the later years in my life and uh, living out the typical manifestations of someone who has suffered abuse and not knowing why, just not understanding why, you know, depression and acting out and all the things that we would associate with that trauma. Uh, and then decades later, uh, I, I was a practicing attorney. At the time, I was an assistant prosecutor in the county where I was living. And we had training on uh, prosecuting cases involving uh, sexual abuse of children. And part of the training was to talk about some of the signs of trauma and abuse so that you can recognize them. And when I read that material, I, I, it was a flash of 
memory and insight. And I said, oh, my God, this is me. And so that kind of precipitated my conscious journey toward recovery and healing. Yes, that is a very interesting journey. Because at the same time you become a professional, you learn how to help others and you discover that you are the one needing help and needing to be recognized with what you have yes. experienced. Exactly. And, and this and is it was why one of those here. moments. Sorry, yes. go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say it was one of those moments where, you know, things kind of click into place and suddenly make sense. And it was, it was, uh, a bit of an aha in a in a sad and painful sort of way uh, that was like, oh, so that's why uh, I behaved in a certain way. Uh, and, it, and it made sense in terms of what I had experienced. Totally. I'm really, I have a lot of admiration for you because you have accepted to take responsibility on your own healing. And that is huge. That is huge. And breaking the law of silence, which is also the name of the show, breaking the silence around abuse. We are allowed to speak up. And when we start to speak up and to say the things that has happened as bad and awful they are, that allows to heal and to still love and accept myself as I am referencing the EFT. Oh God, that's amazing. Thank you. So by saying your story, you already answered the second question, which is what is the shift? And the shift is really when you read all the description and you shifted, oh God, I need to heal. Yes. So, Today's topic is Reclaim Your Power with MSG. We are all very much interested in knowing how you are going to help reclaim our power with MSG. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, and it's not a cooking show, right? <laughs> so uh, MSG stands for Mindset, Skill Set, Get Off Your Asset. And uh, this is a kind of a fun acronym that I use in my coaching. And, and so that moment of realization that, oh, my God, that's me, uh, kind of started the road. And it wasn't a straightforward road. It was, I, I like to say, I took the scenic route uh, to get where I got. And uh, it involved a lot of intentional healing, intentional development. Uh, the name of my coaching business is Intentional Life Coaching. So it's very intentional. Uh, we can't just have that awareness of, oh my gosh, this is me, and then think that everything is going to be okay. Uh, and so MSG is a big part of that. And I also start with Reclaim Your Power, because as uh, someone who suffers abuse, uh, and, you know, we all have in one way or another, we, we, we lose our power. Our power is taken from us. And until we heal, we, we don't have our power back uh, because we, we need to reclaim it. So there's a process to go through to reclaim our power so that we can begin to make conscious choices rather than, as I did, 
living out that trauma uh, as it manifested in my life in certain behaviors, right? And so as we reclaim our power, we're able to make conscious choices. So here's where the MSG part comes in. Mindset. It all starts with mindset. And it's, it's that moment where something clicks in our minds that says, oh my gosh, this is me. I'm not going to be like this anymore. And so we make the decision, not just that we want something different, but we decide I am different. And, and I've experienced that in other ways in my life too, where I experienced what I would shortcut call a miraculous healing. I was ill, suffering with fibromyalgia. My interpretation is still the trauma living in my body. And to the point where I thought, I can't go on. I, I'm going to have to retire from my job. I don't know how I'm going to take care of my kids, my family. And then something changed with my mindset and I was healed and I manifested the healing in my life. It wasn't that I changed my life and then I was healed. I was first healed and then I manifested that in my life. So that was another point of change and mindset. And mindset is not just thinking happy thoughts and being positive like Peter Pan, right? It's hard work. Um, it's changing the way we think about ourselves, mostly. It's telling ourselves a different story. Not that we're lying or deceiving or uh, deluding ourselves, but we're consciously choosing. There's that word again. Consciously choosing a different alternate interpretation of a story that has more utility for us. So for example, it's not very useful to me to view myself as a victim of abuse. And, and it has more utility when I retell that story as I am a triumphant survivor. Uh, I, I am victorious over that, that happened to me, right? So I changed the story. And that's a big part of mindset. And it does take a lot of work. It's not just going to happen. As I said, it's not just thinking happy thoughts. And, and then the next part is skill set. So we're typically not taught to have that mindset. And, and that's because we have so much programming from society and friends and the world that tell us things that are not true. And we believe it, right? that we have to be a certain way or look a certain way or wear certain clothes or own certain cars in order to be worthy. And, and we believe it. And, and so we need to have new skills to tell ourselves different stories. And so the example that I just gave is an example of reframing, uh, which is a big technique in neuro-linguistic programming. Uh, so as you learn that technique, and that's a skill, right? you can begin to retell the story of your life in a way where you're the hero, where you uh, have conquered all of the horrible demons and, and dragons in your life and you are victorious. So those skills, um, thinking, critical thinking skills. Uh, I, I have a radio show that we've, we focus on critical thinking skills. So that's another big skill that's very important that we're typically not taught and then the last piece is the G, the get off your asset. And, and we have to take action. We can't just have these wonderful realizations of, oh, that's me. 
we have to take action to make change happen. Uh, otherwise, it's just like a picture on your vision board, right? And nothing ever changes in your life. Uh, and, and that's a skill also to take action because so many of us procrastinate. Yeah, I do it. We all do it at some point. Uh, and so taking action is a skill. Procrastination is not a character flaw. It's just a learned behavior, which means that we can change it. We can learn to take action. And that's really important for people who've experienced trauma because we have fight, flight, or freeze. And a lot of us freeze in the trauma. And so we're not able to take meaningful action in our lives because we're stuck and we're frozen, reliving that trauma in our minds, in our bodies, uh, until we begin the process of healing and we're able to look forward to a future which then allows us to take action. So I said a lot and, and um, I didn't mean to go on so much, but um, that really kind of sets out what MSG is and how it is helpful to reclaim power and overcome trauma and move forward with our lives. This is just truths, facts said in a very concise and efficient way. And I am truly amazed. Wonderful. Thank, Thank you, you, Sally. Yes. To, to chime in on the mindset part, which is the first M, I would really confirm with real life tested experience and 10 years of healing behind me to say, yeah, the mindset indeed, it's not just affirmations. It's not just positive thinking. It's not just all of that. It is conscious awareness of what we think, understanding that all thoughts become things and that we are creator with our thoughts first. And when we become yes. aware of that, mindset becomes the number one asset of creation. Yes that we have been granted when we were created. Absolutely. It is an awe-inspiring understanding uh, that we are responsible for our reality. And sometimes it, it can, you know, when we first think of that and entertain that concept, it can be overwhelming. And yet it can also be a joy. Uh, because as you say, you know, thoughts become things. Everything is energy. It just moves at different frequencies. So my thoughts are energy. I'm energy. The table in front of me is energy moving at different frequencies. So energy affects energy, which means that our thoughts affect everything. And we can truly change our lives when we change our thinking. This is absolutely true. Change your belief, change your life. You can heal your life with yes. healing and all the other. When we become conscious of that, we can do intentional transformational work as you do. We can yes. become the creator, the co-creator of our lives. We can take responsibility for the mess we have created for ourselves yes. and change it. <laughs> Absolutely. And change it. <laughs> That's amazing. So when you have chosen get off your asset, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a play in words. 
Yes. Because get off your ass is okay. Now move. Yeah. But get off your ass set. What is this other meaning? It's like if you shall remove yourself from your asset or something like that, maybe you can um, deepen a little bit that meaning of get off your asset. So I think it's all part of the idea of reclaiming your power. We have so many assets available to us, so many strengths and uh, so many, sometimes we call it resources. I like to call it sources because I, resource means I'm, I'm moving it from one thing to another, but source means I am directly connected. And that is where that strength comes from uh, to source. You know, So I'm sourcing confidence, I'm sourcing victory, I'm sourcing love and joy and whatever it is in my life. So we have so many assets like that, so many strengths in our lives. We just need to embrace them. We need to reclaim them and make them our own so that we can take action on that basis. That's so valuable. I understand better. Thank you for the precision. Indeed, we are all, we all have so many assets. We all have so many things that we are able to do and able to understand and able to help others with. Yes. One thing that is interesting, when you look at someone who is in the midst of narcissistic abuse, in the midst of being put down and, and really like crushed to the bare survival minimum. Yeah. If you ask that person, what is your special skills, your superpower? Often the answer is, but I don't have any. Right. Because they're, because that person has not claimed her power yet. But mm -hmm. when you realize in your MSG framework that everybody indeed has a ton of assets. Yes. A ton of skills, a ton of knowledge. Oh, at least everything is available on Google. So go on Google and, and learn. <laughs> <laughs> but when you realize that, okay. Oh, everybody has a story. I also heard many people say, no, no, I don't have a story. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, yes, you do. Yeah. Depends if that is a story you want to tell yourself, but oh, yes, you do. Another thing I would like to chime in to really, to answer and to, and to have this real conversation with you, Sally. You mentioned restoring the story, retelling the story differently. That is one of the things that has helped heal when I was being raped because then I was able to replay that traumatic event and change my response and change in my memory the course of events and make it acceptable. And there is a moment when I'm not fully sure anymore what was actually true in the facts and what I recreated in order to heal. Did you experience something similar? I, and I think it doesn't matter um, because the, you know, our memories are notoriously um, questionable. I mean, as, as a prosecutor, you know, we would, we would like eyewitness testimony, and yet it was so unreliable because you could have two people who supposedly witnessed the same event and they have completely different 
understandings of what happened. And so um, who is to say which is true? And I'm using air quotes here. Who's to say what's true and what's not true? Um, it's what we remember and what we tell ourselves. And if you're telling yourself a story that has more utility for you, that is more useful for you and your healing, it, I don't think it matters. Uh, you know, we, we constantly have different interpretations of everything all the time. You know, before my mother passed, I remember she and I would, would kind of tell family stories and she would remember it totally differently than I remembered it. I'm like, ah, well, I don't know which is correct. I don't know. So it was a matter of choosing the one that you wanted to believe, right? Um, so I, again, I don't know that it matters. What matters is that you choose the one that has more utility for you. I really love your answer. I really love your answer because that gives back the power to choose in the people. Absolutely. And, and I think uh, it's important to understand that when we give away our power, we lose the power to choose. We lose the capacity to choose and Part of the process of reclaiming that is reclaiming the power of conscious choice. And the trauma keeps people from choosing. And, and it keeps us, and, and we have all these emotions living in our bodies, the low frequency things like fear, anger, sadness, guilt, shame. Shame especially is such a, an overwhelming thing in instances of abuse where where it's not just that, you know, we did something bad or that something bad happened, but that we are bad. Uh, and so overcoming those low frequency emotions makes it possible for us to choose and to access all of those strengths that we talked about. So, the, you know, you overcome those, you resolve those low frequency emotions, and then you are free to access the higher frequency strengths of courage and power and joy and all of the other things that we want. That's gorgeous. Thank you, Sally. I have another question for you. In your bio, we have mentioned evolved in NLP. Yes. How did you evolve NLP? <laughs> so I can't take credit for it. It was uh, the, the people that I studied with uh, kind of their version of NLP, and they call it evolved NLP. And so uh, I, I learned about NLP long ago when it was new. Uh, and I did an extended seminar over several months um, and then just kind of let it go by the wayside because, you know, I, was, I went to law school and I did other things. Uh, so when I picked it up again, uh, the evolved part really caught me. And, and um, I was also able to learn the, the trauma-aware modalities to help people even more. Awesome. Thank you so, so much. I really appreciate all the value you bring, the number of ways you have appropriated yourself to help others on their journey. And that is so essential. So you have a website which is intentionallifecoaching.net. It is one of them. Um, 
You also have sallywagnerenterprises.com, which is the last part of your email address. Yes. And, uh, and of course, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and etc. So everybody, you go in the description and you have at least 10 links to make sure to check her out in any way, shape or form you want. The best way, reach out and just tell her your story, what you're going through, and she's going to have a solution for you, even if it is a real estate or a law solution, something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Amazing. Sally, I'm very, very grateful to have you on board. Thank you very much Thank for being so here today. Thank you so much.